Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, where we are exploring simple, authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Sheree Betts, and along with my husband Dave, we want to try and break down all the things that make our faith what it is. We've looked at the big picture of the Bible, what the Bible says about tattoos, cursing, dating apps, LGBT in the church. We've looked at performance culture in the Christian world and explored some of those churchy words that people often assume we all know, but sometimes don't. And we're glad you're here with us today. In this week's episode, we're starting a new series, Getting to Grips with Prayer for Normal People. But before we get there, Dave, I've noticed that we are wearing pretty much the same shirt as each other. <laughs> yep, that happens way too much. We've, we've kind of got to the habit, three and a half years into marriage, where we just kind of dress the same and it's a little bit embarrassing and it's super cringy it's never on purpose like we don't try <laughs> yeah we just buy too many things that look the same so we both have green hoodies we both have uh, purple jumpers or sweaters uh, that we're wearing now um what i think else? we both have like i have navy blue sweatpants and so does dave and also like a gray pair yeah it's anyway it's pretty embarrassing i'm glad this is a podcast where you can't see our our faces and you can't see how uh, cringy it is when we dress the same because we don't do it in pur- on purpose and we really really don't want to if I come down wearing one of Shreya's dresses and that's a real problem but don't worry it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen <laughs> okay so let's talk about prayer so we are really excited about some of the episodes we have planned over the next few weeks uh, we're going to talk about what prayer is then we're going to talk about how to pray then we're going to talk about how our perspective of God shapes our prayer life. And then we're even going to dedicate a whole episode to listening to just a few of the amazing ways that God has answered prayers. So if you have any cool stories of God answering prayer in your life, uh, let us know. We'd love to feature you on the show. Uh, you can contact us directly uh, or you can contact us through Instagram or Facebook. Just go to at Simple Faith Podcast or through our website, simplefaithpodcast.com. We cannot wait to hear some stories of God answering prayers because we know God is answering prayers every single day. And that is awesome. So with that all said, let's talk about prayer. So Sheree, what kind of stereotypes come to your mind when you think of prayer? Yeah. um, Some of the things that come to my mind would be maybe praying just as a way of getting what we want. So like treating God as a spiritual vending machine. Another thing would maybe be like treating prayer as a last resort in, in times of trouble or like hardship, feeling like we're backed into a corner and that's the, the only thing left to do maybe, I guess. Uh, what about you, Dave? What would you say? Yeah, I think the stereotypes for me would be like eyes closed, hands together, somber, boring, you know, you know, you know kind of mumbly. Yeah, <laughs> mumbly is probably a good word. Uh, that's the kind of stereotypes that I grew up with uh, when I thought of prayer. It was just sort of, you know, very monotonous and, and yeah, a last resort. You, you pray because you're desperate for something that you can't get in your own strength. So you look to God. I think that idea of a spiritual vending machine that you talked about is a, a really good one. I think we'll come back to that a bit later. Um, yeah, it's, it's ritualistic uh, and it feels like a, a chore, it feels like a job, a duty that we have to do rather than uh, something that's fun and exciting. I think there's a lot of um, stereotypes there that are often negative, And I think that's that's such a shame. You know, if you're if you're a Christian, you'll know that prayer is important. And in fact, even if you aren't a Christian, statistically, you've probably prayed at some point in your life. According to a survey in the US, uh, more than I think 70% of people have prayed at some point in their life. So you've probably prayed. Um, I could be wrong on that stat, so don't hold me to that. But let's be real. Sometimes prayer just feels hard. And uh, I read this book recently called Before Amen in preparation for this. And it was by a guy called Max Lucado. And he said this, we want to pray, but why? We might as well 
Admit it, prayer is odd, it's peculiar. Speaking into space, lifting words into the sky. We can't even get the cable company to answer us, yet God will. The doctor is too busy, but God isn't. We have our doubts about prayer. We have our checkered history with prayer, unmet expectations, unanswered requests. We can barely genuflect for the scar tissue on our knees. God, to some, is the ultimate heartbreaker. Why keep tossing the coins of our longings into a silent pool? That's that's a pretty intense quote, right? But I would be shocked and genuinely overjoyed if you can't relate to what he's saying. We can all probably relate to some of what uh, Max Licata was saying there. But although it's true that prayer is sometimes hard, it's an even greater truth that prayer is absolutely crucial. It's one of the most crucial things that we can do as believers. But what exactly is prayer and why is it important? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about after the break. So what is prayer? At its most simple, prayer is just communication with God. And that word uh, communication is really important. So often we treat God like a spiritual vending machine, as we just talked about, where we expect to pay with our prayers. And then whatever we ask kind of clunks its way down to us and we can take it out. But that's not communication. In our marriage, as you've probably noticed, if you're listening, I tend to do a lot of the talking. Why? Well, because I'm quite opinionated and I get really excited to share my thoughts with people. I love to share with people. And Sharia is a lot better at listening than I am. Having said that, if I was literally the only person that talked in our marriage, that would be a problem. It would be a big problem. That wouldn't be good communication. Communication is a two-way street. And for our relationship to be successful, I have to make sure that I'm listening at least close to as much as I'm talking. And all that is to say that prayer isn't just talking to God. It's listening to him too. So often we make that mistake where we think that prayer is just talking to God and hoping that he hears us, Uh, but it's listening. And it happens all the way throughout the Bible. I wonder if you've ever heard of the Hall of Faith passage in Hebrews 11. It's this really famous list of people who displayed incredible faith in the Bible. And and a man called R.C. Sproul, who wrote a book called Does Prayer Change Things, he put together a list in a kind of similar format to the Hall of Faith to show what happened when people prayed in the Bible. And it's awesome. So I'm going to read that to you now. By prayer, Esau's heart was changed towards Jacob so that they met in a friendly rather than hostile manner. He's talking about Genesis 32 there. By the prayer of Moses, God brought the plagues upon Egypt and then removed them again, Exodus 7 to 11. By prayer, Joshua made the sun stand still, Joshua 10. By prayer, when Samson was ready to perish with thirst, God brought water out of a hollow place for his sustenance, Judges 15. By prayer, the strength of Samson was restored. He pulled down the temple of Dagon on the Philistines so that uh, those whom he killed as he died were more than all he had killed in his life, Judges 16. By prayer, Elijah held back the rains for three and a half years. Then by prayer, he caused it to rain again, 1 Kings 17 to 18. Uh, By the prayer of Hezekiah, God sent an angel and killed in one night 185,000 men in Sennacherib's army. That's 2 Kings 19. By the prayer of Asa, God confounded the army of Zerah, 2 Chronicles 14. Time would fail me to tell of Abraham who prayed for and received 
a son at the age of 100 years, and Moses who received help at the Red Sea, and the Israelites who were delivered from Egypt after much prayer, and David who escaped the treachery of Saul by prayer, and Solomon who received great wisdom as the result of prayer, and Daniel who was able to interpret dreams after prayer. People were delivered from peril, healed from diseases, saw loved ones cured, and witnessed innumerable miracles as the result of fervent prayer. James, if anything, was understating the case when he wrote that the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. That was in James 5.16. So that, that was from a book called Does Prayer Change Things by R.C. Sproul. That's a crazy list. By prayer, Joshua made the sun stand still. Elijah held back the rains for three and a half years. Angels defending you, plagues to protect you. And this is just the Old Testament. So prayer is communication with God. And we can sometimes see God move in phenomenal ways as a result of prayer. Yeah, we have an amazing God who is capable of accomplishing things that we couldn't even imagine. And we get to connect with him and have a relationship with him, which is awesome. And something that's really great to remember too, is that Jesus even prayed. So although some of the answers might seem a bit obvious in the light of all of that, let's talk a bit more about why we should pray. Yeah. So firstly, as believers, we get to have the privilege of speaking to and hearing from the creator of the universe who calls us his children. Like that's a huge deal. Sometimes I think we take that for granted. You know, we're talking about the most supreme, like wonderful, powerful, uh, loving being in existence. And we get to talk to him. Uh, and despite his like monumental giganticness, he wants to listen. And that is a great reason to pray. That is enough in itself, but there's more reasons too. As we saw from uh, R.C. Sproul's list, prayer changes things. Prayer can bring about a change in our situation. Like we talked about with Joshua praying for the sun to stand still. Maybe for us, it's financial provision or falling pregnant or a reconciled relationship uh, with a friend. But, you know, prayer can also bring about a heart change. We saw that earlier with uh, Esau's heart being changed towards Jacob. And for us, maybe that uh, looks slightly different, but it might mean that prayer causes the spirit of God to soften our hearts towards those who have hurt us. Or maybe uh, vice versa, it, it gives us patience in a tough situation or maybe wisdom when we really need some wisdom. So, Prayer is important because we get to speak to God and because prayer can change both our situation and our hearts. Um, and that's why prayer is powerful and effective, not because of anything that we do, uh, but because we are connecting with our God who is able to do more than we can possibly imagine. Yeah, exactly. But prayer is also important for a number of other reasons. Like you said earlier, Sharia, prayer is really important because Jesus prayed and Jesus is God. Uh, but more than that, not only did Jesus pray, but he commanded us to pray. Listen to this. This is the parable of the persistent widow in Luke 18. Now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. Let me just catch you on verse one there. Now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. And this is the parable he told. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while, he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? So notice in that parable there that Jesus said to pray always and not give up. 
You know, actually, there's other verses in the Bible that say something very similar there. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 4, 6, which is one of my favorite passages, it says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So we're called to pray and not give up, to pray always. But notice that the parable that Jesus taught, you know, there's this unjust, disrespectful judge who, who gave in to the persistent widow and gave her the justice she was seeking. And what Jesus is saying is that, well, if that's what someone who is mean and unkind and disrespectful will do, how much more will our good and loving God respond to the prayers of his people? So we can pray and not give up. Why? Because God is with us and for us. And that is great news. That's really good news. But still, there are more reasons to pray. Yes, Jesus prayed. Yes, Jesus commanded us to pray, but he didn't even leave it there. He also taught us to pray. Next week, we're going to take a whole episode looking uh, more in depth at what Jesus taught us. But of course, that is a hugely important factor in understanding why we should pray, because Jesus taught us to. And the final reason for today, although there are many, many reasons to pray, is because the Bible promises what will happen when we pray. Some of these promises are mind-blowing. Shreya, I'm wondering if you could read Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11 for us. Yeah, um, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Who among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Yeah, I mean, listen to that. That is an amazing promise. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Wow, I mean, that's a huge promise. Shire, can you read First uh, John 5 verses 14 to 15 for us? For sure. This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked. That's another amazing promise, as well as the promise that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's huge. And Matthew 21 verses 21 to 22 says, Jesus answers them, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, But even if you tell this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So hopefully, if you weren't already convinced, now you are totally convinced that prayer is vital. We can connect with our Heavenly Father through prayer. We can see outrageous miracles through prayer. Our hearts can be changed through prayer and the hearts of those around us can be changed through prayer. Prayer is crucial. Why? Because Jesus prayed. Because Jesus commanded us to pray because Jesus taught us how to pray and also because he promised that we would see amazing things when we prayed in line with God's will, which is awesome news. But here's the weird thing. Considering prayer is so powerful and so vital, we don't pray very much as believers, do we? I know that I'm certainly guilty of pushing it to the the bottom of the pile, which is so annoying because prayer should be our first instinct and not our last resort. That's it from the the teaching part of this week. Um, Next week, we're going to talk about how to pray. But after the break, we're going to maybe discuss some of this a little bit.
So, Shreya, we have talked about what prayer is. It's a two-way communication with God. And that's a really important thing to remember, that it's two-way, not one-way. And we've also talked about why prayer is important. That's the main crux of this episode. But sometimes prayer is really hard. And we talked about that at the beginning as well. Sometimes prayer just is hard. So have you got any experiences? Can you tell me that you've found prayer easy all the time or have you found it hard at times too? Oh, no, it's definitely been hard at times, especially those times where you feel like you are praying and you don't get a response or you don't feel like God is listening. That can be really hard and it can be discouraging and make me feel like, oh, why am I praying anyways? But yeah, I just have to remind myself that prayer is powerful because I'm talking to a powerful God, even when I get discouraged. Yeah, I think that's really good. I, I, I find prayer hard for a few reasons. Firstly, I'm someone who likes to tick boxes. I like to get stuff done. So even reading the Bible is great because I can be like, tick, I read another book of the Bible or tick, I read this commentary or whatever, you know, tick, 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 I've memorized a verse. But with prayer, you can't do that. Prayer at t- from a human perspective doesn't feel productive, but it's the most productive thing that you can possibly do. And I wrestle with that sometimes. Sometimes I remember that and I can spend a lot of time in prayer. Sometimes I can totally forget that and get lost in trying to be productive. And that's a problem. The other problem I have with prayer that I, that I find really hard is getting lost in these vague stock phrases that we all start using. And if you've been around the church for long enough, you'll be familiar with them as well. In In my context at the moment, there's a few things. The first one is, uh, I always end my prayers with, in your mighty name we pray. Or maybe if I'm feeling really like outrageous, I might say, in your holy name we pray. Amen. Now, where does that come from? I, I don't. I don't need to be saying that, but it's easy. It's easy to say that. And, you know, it's like I, I often hear people praying for a hedge of protection around around someone. Like, where does that even come from? I know it's loosely somewhere in the Bible, but like, I don't think Jesus taught us to pray hedges of protection around people. I would much rather have angels surrounding me, or uh, Jesus protecting me, or the Holy Spirit guiding me than having a hedge around me. Like, <laughs> I think. I think. It's, there's much more effective ways to get protection. Anyway, it's, but we get lost in these like stock phrases that really just, you know, they lose their meaning because we say it just for the sake of saying it to pad out our prayers, to make them sound more holy. And that's a real problem I have with contemporary church. And I guess it was probably always the way, you know, it didn't take very long for the church to get that way. Anyway, I think the important thing is that we just have this conversation with God and we're, I want to say casual, not in the sense of like, not disrespectful by any means you know, recognizing who it is that we're talking to, but but coming towards our heavenly father, not some distant, angry being. We're coming towards our father who loves us and cares for us so we can be real and honest. He see, he knows what we're going to pray before we pray. He can see right through our, in your mighty name, amen, or bless this food, Lord, and the hands that prepared it. Like, you know, And you start saying these things that just become these stock phrases. They're the really great things to pray if you genuinely mean it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that for myself, I have to remind, um, be reminded that God sees my heart and ultimately, yeah, like you said, he sees past the, the kind of, um, the things that we just get into the habit of saying when we pray, but that's actually really encouraging because uh, obviously God is a, a lot wiser than I am. So if he, if he sees my heart and sometimes my heart is not good, sometimes I ask for things that are ultimately pretty selfish. Um, and yeah, I would, I'd rather have a, a good God who who sees my hearts and and can see past the I don't know the uh, show that sometimes we can put on and and ultimately knows what's best and to have have a conversation with a God like that is awesome that we can do that. Yeah, it's it's so true. 
And you know, in those conversations, just another thing to add on that, it, it doesn't matter whether you shout your prayer or whisper it or say it in your head. Um, maybe we'll talk about this next week, but you know, God doesn't judge you by the volume of your prayers, uh, as in the loudness of your prayers. He, <laughs> he cares about your heart. And that's, that's so, so important. You know, often I'll go to prayer meetings and it's the people who's like, yes, great big name of Jesus. We pray this and we celebrate this in the name of Jesus. And like, and then there's other person, people that would be like, yes, Lord, we, we praise you and we thank you for today and we, we celebrate. And, you know, those things happen. Neither one of those prayers is more important than the other based on the volume. But the heart is what dictates that prayer. If that heart is truly turned towards Jesus, if that heart is is truly given towards worshiping God, then that prayer is way more effective. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, I think we we make these kind of earthly things where we think that the people who pray the loudest are often the most holy, and that's just not the case. God doesn't look at outward appearances. He looks at the heart. It's kind of in the Bible. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And another thing in the Bible is it talks about how God, like through his Holy Spirit, actually helps us to pray and helps us to know what to pray for. And mm. um, so I think that sometimes we forget that and we can just, you know, ask, ask God to put something on your heart or, you know, what should you be praying for? I don't know. I, I don't do that enough anyways. No, very few of us do. And I certainly don't. But that's that's it for today's episode of the Simple Faith podcast. We've talked about how to pray and why it's important. On next week's episode, as we continue our series on prayer for normal people, we are going to talk about how to pray. So have a fantastic week, whatever you're doing. If you want to check out the show notes, head to simplefaithpodcast.com and feel free to get in touch with us as well to let us know how God has answered your prayers. We can't wait to hear how God has been at work among our listeners. So we'll speak to you very soon. God bless.